Hello, everybody, and welcome to Live a Little, this crazy little podcast about everything and nothing. I'm Pete Pranica, TV voice of the Memphis Grizzlies, joined by educator and mindfulness guru Greg Graber. Happy anniversary, Greg! It is episode number ten. So, what do we got in the what do we got in the glasses All today? Right, little bearded iris. We've done this one before. Homestyle. Okay, good. Out of Nashville, a, a hazy IPA. Very much looking so. at it is very very it's hazy. Probably my favorite right now. Okay, good. That's what we're drinking today. Of course, we're going to talk about what's going on uh, in our lives, in the world, and Lord knows there's plenty of it. Got some recommendations for you, and as per usual. Maybe not as many as last week, but we will we will have grievances. I promise you, we will have grievances. By the way, I got some feedback on that. You got a feedback? couple of my buddies. Okay. I don't know how to break this to you about <laughs> they, not just about you, about both of us. Right, <laughs> uh, this isn't a, a direct quote, but Ryan from Houston said we should change the name to Two Grumpy Old Men. Oh, my buddy Sanford in Atlanta said that we were extremely salty. <laughs> <laughs> and it, ver- I, it, varies, it varies from episode to episode. I think so. And uh, we don't want to do forced sort of toxic positivity. We no. want to be real and keep it keep it authentic. Yeah, so we're we, going to... I'm feeling like a million bucks today. Yeah, okay. You want to well, ask me why? Okay. Uh, you don't want to ask me why. Uh, because you sold the house. No, I'm wearing new underwear. <laughs> okay, fantastic. You, you want to unpack this a little bit? No, I don't. You, no, no you, I don't. You, I feel like we're both secure enough in our masculinity that we can talk about this new pair of underwear. That could I'm could wearing, could, so. could they be a sponsor? I would love for Chill Bros Boxers. Chill Bros Boxers, boxers on Amazon. Sh- shout to out. Be. To- <laughs> but the thing is, I think you know we always talk about mindfulness. Obviously, it's one of two things. You know why we don't want to talk about this underwear? Probably is one. How often do guys our age buy new underwear? And two, do we really think about the, sort of these sensations, how new underwear feels? Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's it's the little things. It's the like, little things that make, yeah, it's in the details. The devil is in the details. I think so. Okay, good. Do you want me to show you my new underwear? Are we at that page? <laughs> no, we're no? not. No, we're not. No, we're I mean, not. I'm, no, we're I don't not mean anything different. weird. Just no, no, no. Okay. No, no. I, I'll, I'm in a picture I'll, on my phone. I'll, 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 okay. I'm, in, <laughs> I'm not I'll, of me in them. I meant, uh, oh, okay, Pete, okay. come on. I thought, you, I thought you were trying to model here or something. No, not at all. And also, mind, mindful moment, and I've, I've, got, I've got something I want to I, I add your mindful moment today. Just based on an experience this weekend, then we'll talk about what's going on. Um, we can going, open going that forward. up anytime, like the other segments where we both yeah. do a mindful, yeah. whenever you want. Um, okay, you want to you want to lead off with what's happening and don't be salty, please. Don't right, be salty. I'm going to try we're not gonna, to be we're salty. Gonna, I've got this will be the anti-salt episode. A couple of grievances uh, going on, but we're going to hold on to those. Let me see something. Well, the house saga, continues. the house saga continues. But that's going to be part of the grievances as okay. well. Um, I watched the U.S. men's national soccer team play Ghana last mm-hmm, night. They right. won 4-0. Right. Did you see any of that? I did not. I, re- I read about it. I did not see it. Gio Reyna had a really good game. I think uh, Burhalter, our manager, needs to kind of let him loose a little bit, run creatively in the midfield. But uh, it was good. Arsenal's big game against Chelsea right. Saturday. Do you have a Grizzlies game, or are you going to be able to – Saturday morning, I, I should be able to. That might be the last Arsenal match I can see at Brass Door for a while, depending on the schedule. But yeah, Good. the Grizzlies don't open, don't open until next Wednesday. I want to say it's an eleven thirty match our time. Wow, so. a, a civilized. A I civilized. might get you a little. Well, I got you lunch last. We we'll get we'll get fish and chips. All right, fish and chips at, at Brass Door. Um, as for me, have you ever had an MRI? I have, I have. Uh, that's where they put you in a tube, right? Mm-hmm, and right. so I had one. Uh, I had a little neurological incident. I, 
I thought I had uh, a couple years ago, and they put me in a two. It's in my book. You've read my book. What do you mean if I ever had one? It's a trick. You didn't read my book. It's like my wife. Like, about five it? or six years ago, I read it. So yeah, they put you're me due in this, for a new one, by the way. Uh, thank you. I, knew that was gonna, <laughs> I have had one though. It's a very unpleasant experience. Yeah. Well, I I had one for my back. And it's amazing if you've not had an MRI yet. If you've not had the, did they cover your head for that too for your back? Or they, they they did not. And they they slid me in head first, with my feet sticking out, which I thought was was kind of odd. But it was an MRI of my lumbar spine. If you've never had an MRI, it's just a, such an interesting experience. First of all, you better not be claustrophobic. But what I what I did is I just closed my eyes and pretend I was going to take a nap. I'm not horribly claustrophobic, but if you think that you're going to spend 20 minutes inside oh, a metal, I tube, had to hit the panic ball. You know, where they let yeah, you know, yeah. squeeze the uh -huh, panic uh -huh. ball. And I did some mindful breathing, I remember to do, and it lowered my blood pressure and my heart rate, and I was in a better yeah. spot. So. Well, see, the other thing, too, it's, it's not a peaceful existence inside this, this tube as the MRI is going on, because it sounds like, and they do warn you, and they gave me earplugs, it sounds like an eighth grader science project. Oh, it's terrible. There's well, they banging say, They ask you what kind of music you want to hear. So, of course, I said 80s, my first wave, right? <laughs> right. You put that on, you can't even hear it. You're, it's like shitty, shitty, bang, bang. is. Yeah, it, it, it really is. Um, so, yeah, so that, that, was, that was an adventure. Um, yeah, my, my back is, is still, uh, you know, you wonder why I was salty last episode, listeners? If you had my back pain, you'd, you, you wouldn't be real thrilled either. Yeah, Saturday was one of the worst, worst nights of my life with back pain that made a kidney stone seem like a walk in the park that hopefully was, they straighten this out soon. i i am i am hopeful i'm keeping my fingers crossed um so we'll we'll see right now i'm okay and i'm trying i'm trying to avoid pain meds i don't i don't want to i don't want to be on um meds my entire life so i want to i want to figure this thing out um interesting stuff that that i learned today uh those of you who know me know that i like smartless the podcast smartless Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, Sean Hayes, and I was catching up on prior episodes, and they had Paul Simon on. And what I did not realize is that Paul Simon not only will not perform anymore, but basically can't because he has lost the hearing in his left ear. And uh, I had a chance. I saw him at Bridgestone Arena when, when he came to Nashville a couple of years ago, and I'm glad that I did, knowing now that he can't perform. He's going to try to do some acoustic sets. The problem is when he plays with a full band, because he's lost hearing in his left ear, he can't hear himself in the mix of the band. Uh, and so, but he was going to try to do some stuff with acoustic guitars and, and see maybe if he, he could do a little bit of that. But I thought that was... Have you heard his latest album? I think it's called Psalms or something. Like, like Seven Psalms? Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've not. He was, pre, he was promoting it, but I, I didn't it's get good. a chance to listen it's, to it's it. It's really kind of laid back. It's almost like I, I saw a critique of it a while back. Um like a letter goodbye sort of type of thing, you know, like he knows he doesn't have a lot of time. Left. Yeah, he, 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 he did sound fairly, fairly low energy, but I mean, good. So, He's got so did we on the last episode? No, we, we were, no, we were high energy. We were just high energy, salty, high negative energy. High neg it, you know what? Look, it happens. It happens to all of us. Um, yeah. So that, that's kind of, kind of what's going on here. Um, what, uh, what you got in the way of recommendations? Give us some good so stuff. So I told you, I told you, I'm going to start reading again. Mm -hmm. And now my travel season opens up uh, the end of next week. So mm -hmm. there's a great little book that I'm holding here. Okay. From Sharon Salzberg. Okay. You've heard of her before, obviously, right? Yes. Being into yes. meditation and mindfulness. It's a little. I would almost call it a booklet. It's so small, but it's it's called Finding Your Way, and the subtitle is 
meditations, thoughts, and wisdom for living an authentic life. And it has little aphorisms, tidbits, uh, meditations, some pictures, and I'm going to share something from it during the mindful moment. Okay. I highly recommend it. Okay. Is that, is that relatively new? Very new. Very just, new. Just came out. Okay. So. She is big in the mindfulness world because she started uh, Insight Meditation. I think it's called Society, which is in Bari, Massachusetts. It's a retreat center where you can go and meditate and kind of get your head right. She uh, started that in the 70s, and she's along with uh, John Kabat-Zinn and Joseph mm -hmm. Goldstein and some of the other pioneers in the Western mindfulness. So really okay. good stuff. Okay. Were you able to grab that locally? Did you need to hit Amazon? I hit it? up Amazon. Okay. So I hate to say it. I always, I love to support novel. And uh, what's the other, what's the one in Midtown? Corey Messler's. Burks shop. Books. Burks. I like the local mm -hmm. stores, but just Amazon is just always yeah. so much more convenient. It unfortunately, unfortunately it is. I'm, I'm with you. I do like to support those. Um, I told, it's funny because I, I know Corey Messler really well. And, um, I'd sent him a note and I said, are, are you like buying books? Are you taking, you know, used books? I said, I need to, I need to clear out my library. And he says, oh my God, you're not moving, are you? He's like, no, I'm not moving. I'm still here with the Grizzlies. I said like, but I mean, I don't know about you. Do you reread books? So it's funny. Jerry Seinfeld had this saying, or I guess it was a joke, basically. Why do we hold on to books? Are they like trophies? Because it's seldom that we ever reread them. Yeah. So we're thinking about this now as we're, Packing up another impending move, you know, depending on how the contingency on the house selling goes. And so many books mm -hmm. between the two of us. And how many will we really reread? That's a great question. Yeah, yeah. And, and that, that, that is an interesting point from, from Jerry Seinfeld. I mean, how many books do you have that you are going to keep like on the shelf so that when somebody comes into your house, like, wow, you had all three volumes of the Churchill biography wow that's amazing like i'm not going to reread them for me they were they're, fantastic sort, of, first they're, time they're sort of a reminder for me sometimes true because like, yeah. of what i do and sort of with techniques and concepts but holly reads a lot of uh fiction mm -hmm. they say fiction is actually better for your brain which is interesting okay i guess it works it out in a different way or a more intense way because you're thinking about the story plot and how it's going to mm -hmm. unfold. Yeah. I read strictly nonfiction. Yeah. See, I, I tend toward the nonfiction because I know how it comes out more often than yeah. not. Yeah. I'm, I'm reading the, the Mel Brooks autobiography right now, which which is hilarious and just a, a, a lot of fun. The thing with that, I think when, when you read fiction, why it engages your brain so much, at least, and I don't, know, I don't know if Holly does this, but I know that I do this. I think of it as a movie director and who would I cast? And that's how I kind of keep the narrative thread fresh in my mind is like, okay, you know, Joe Dokes is being, being played by Robert Redford, you know, and, and you, you, that, and that's how I kind of works out the prefrontal cortex. I yeah. Guess, in yeah. A different, in a different kind of way. But I, I felt bad saying that about Amazon because these local bookstores have been so good to me. They carry my book. You know, we had the, you were nice enough to host mm -hmm. the book signing and the thing that we did a few years ago with book number one. Hopefully you'll do book number two. That's right. When is book number two coming out? We, got, we have to we have to write that. We, we do we do have to we have do have to write that. A lot of ideas. And it will not be titled Grumpy Old Men. Actually, maybe it could be. Maybe no, that was a movie. Be, yeah. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay. Well, you can still do that though. You can name a book anything. <laughs> yeah. But no, I don't. I don't. Your your publishers are like no. We don't want Grumpy in the title. 
I think my publishers have given up on the second book, so I think they'd be happy with whatever. <laughs> they'd be happy with yeah, whatever you come whatever up I with. Called it, yeah. uh, I got I got a couple of recommendations, couple of a uh, couple of laudatory notes to throw out there, and somebody somebody has put this on social media, and it's absolutely the truth. Whoever devised the system at Chick Fil A for drive through ordering should be in charge of the DMV. Is it their system or is it the type of employees that they hire? Because they're really good and perky and efficient. Perky sounds creepy for a guy my age. I don't mean it that way. Uh, you know what I mean? Well, but, but I'm not questioning the way. That, but well, I wonder. they they do come out, and the the level of customer service is is very high it's anyway. Phenomenal. Yeah. But they've got the iPad. You know, sir, what would you want? I want this. I want this. They've got it on the iPad and. You know, you, you swipe your card, give them your cash, whatever. By the time you pull around to the building, your order's done. Yeah, it's always good. Yeah. I don't go there a lot. I try not to because that stuff is really addictive. It's like yeah. crack. I don't know mm -hmm. it's because they put sh sugar in the chicken or what the <laughs> deal is, but it is so good. Yeah, I was I was up against it last night. I don't feel like cooking tonight. Ah, and I want a burger, ah, Chick-fil-A. And you can yeah. lie to yourself and get the salad, which is the same stuff. It's just yeah, with nuggets in it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, the other, the other place uh, staying on the on the food theme. You're an Italian food guy, right? Love Italian. Food. Now, have you have you ever been to an Italy? Italy. Yeah. Well, you know, I just got back from Italy a few weeks ago. Yeah. Well, never, that's, is that an American abomination? <laughs> Of wow. Italy, like you had, you had. I know, I'm being grumpy, you, man. Now you, it's my turn. Yeah, you, you sorry, had to go I got to think about my new underwear. Yeah, you, you, had, to, you, you had to go negative. Yeah. No, Italy is a store, and it's like massive Italian grocery store. There's one in Toronto. Um, there's definitely one in Chicago that I've been to several times. There are two in New York, Dallas. Basically, any type of pasta, uh, dry or fresh, any type of sauce you could possibly want, wines. Oh, wow. And they have multiple restaurants within the Italy, E-A-T-A-L-Y. They will have like a, a pizza restaurant. They've got a pasta restaurant. You can get really good wine. You can get charcuterie. Uh, it's, it's, it's really a great time. And I was there in Chicago. Every, pretty much every time I go to Chicago, I go there. And um, I like Lydia's um, marinara sauce. It's a brand that they carry that you can't get just anywhere. You can't get it on Amazon? Uh, it's more fun to go to Chicago yeah. and, and shop. Um, but I also found some pesto infused with truffles. Oh, my goodness. Now now you're talking my language. And so what I like to do is, I mean, I, I like pesto. And so what I do is um, I like Lucchese's for fresh pasta. That's good stuff. So I, so I got some um, mushroom ravioli. And then what I do is, pesto, pesto I like, but in, in little doses. So what I do is I cut it with some cream. So I'll take a, a scoop of pesto out of the jar, and then I'll pour some cream, and then I just mix it totally by, by sight, what I think is appropriate. That pesto with truffle that I got from Italy, absolutely out of this world. Sounds really good. So yeah, so if you go to, if you go to Italy, I meant to if you go to Chicago you, or New York, those are definitely places. That's the one advantage of a really big city or sort of the ethnic enclaves and the mm -hmm. restaurants, the exotic restaurants. So we we had shipped from Italy. We visited a farm which was also a winery. We had a mm -hmm. really nice lunch there. They gave us a tour. It's kind of a shtick to get you to buy stuff, right? Of course. Great wine, 30-year-old balsamic vinegar mm. on ice cream. Wow. Unbelievable. Okay. That's so that's, yeah. We 
it just came in the shipment, you know, mm-hmm. we've been back a few weeks. So we're excited to break into that and see if it tastes as good here <laughs> or it's just the romantic notion of being there right. with the Italian yeah. landscape. Yeah. Does it taste better there <laughs> or does it taste just as good in Memphis? So no, we'll, we'll find see. Out. Yeah. Well, and Italy does ship. So yeah, go, you go to the website and check it out. I mean, the, the food's really good in it. And I think the vast majority, if not all of it is imported from Italy. So this isn't a chain and Italy is like a market and a restaurant combined. And, yeah. And they may have different names in different places. No, no, no. It's all, all, it's all, it's always Italy. Oh, okay. So gotcha. it's, it's a, it's a chain, I guess you would say, but like I said, there, there are two in New York. There's one in Chicago, Toronto. I'm pretty sure Los Angeles and Dallas. I was, I was looking up the various sites. E-A-T-A-L-Y. We'll check it out. I think we're thinking about doing Chicago at some point in the off season because we haven't done Chicago a whole lot. And I have friends like you that mm-hmm. just rave about that yeah. city. Yeah, so. I, I love Chicago. I, I don't like some of what it has become with the crime, but that can be said of, of pretty much any place right about now. Um, <laughs> see, I just... Listener, I, I, I hope you're, you're finding that this is not being grumpy. I think this is a very, very upbeat version of... I think uh, they struck a nerve. You wanted feedback and they gave it. <laughs> now it's... You know. I, I did look. We have two five-star we reviews. Do. We do. And that's have, not us, by the way. Not it's us. not us. It's not us. Two five-star reviews, but there are no comments. I swear to you, if anybody leaves a comment, we will read it on a future episode. But we do appreciate those of you who have been listening. This is episode 10. Uh, God willing, we'll get to 20 and who knows beyond that. But uh, yeah, we're going to go a long rate, rate, review, subscribe. Uh, Obviously, I think the more that people rate and review, the easier it's going to be for us to be found on um, uh, on iTunes. I I think there are there are other podcasts called Live a Little. So maybe we need to change the title. Can we monetize any of this at some point? Well, look, we've 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 tried to reach out to to DJ at uh, Celtic Crossing and Bog and Barley, and we've not heard back from him. Seamus. We, we've not heard back from Seamus. So the it, Chill Bros boxers <laughs> might be our... Could be. Could be. Yeah, actually, Rob Fisher from our telecast, he, like, during the pandemic, he reached out to various snack makers, and I think he got... Um, I think he did with an underwear company. I don't think it was Chill Bros. Really? And a, so- and a socks yeah. company, which... He I, always... Features his snacks on social media, like before a game. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. And his fashion. He's got all kinds of He's got all kinds of stuff going on. All right. Uh, we, we do it because we like to. We air grievances. It's yeah. cathartic. It is cathartic. Therapeutic, even. Yeah. we don't. I don't have a heavy bag here to punch, so, you know, you just... Let, After lose with some <laughs> you of the shot grievances. your wad last week, man. Uh, well... So there was a there was a post on Twitter slash X or whatever we are calling it now indicating that Elon Musk was going to charge like a dollar. I saw that. Was that a dollar a year just to be able to post? I saw an initial post that said for new for, X for new, members, yeah. but then I saw one this morning that it seemed like or insinuated everyone. But I think it's a dollar a year just so you can post and uh, well you can't say retweet anymore. It's re X. <laughs> Whatever it's called. I don't know. I, is he really hurting for money? Uh, well, apparently. I mean, the valuation of the company apparently has gone down. What I don't like is, this is this is my real grievance, and I don't pay the $8 to get the blue check mark because it doesn't mean anything. At least when they had verified people, you knew that if Adrian, if you saw something under the headline from Adrian Wojnarowski and you saw the check, you knew that it was really Adrian Wojnarowski and not 
some bot and you knew that that the news was authentic, which is becoming even more and more of a challenge now, given with what's happening in the Middle East. Another story for another time. Uh, what I find is that bots are on the rise. This yeah. was supposed to be the thing with Elon Musk. I'm going to take this over. It's going to be free speech, and I'm going to get rid of the bots. I don't check my number of followers very often. I don't. It doesn't matter to me how many followers I have. I think since he's taken over, I've gained like 6,000 followers. I'm not that popular. And I cannot tell you how many people. Yeah, I'm still around like 2,300. Not, not much, but it's interesting. And can bots in Russia, propagandists, not afford a dollar a year? I, I mean, is I, that... I don't know. But what, what I'm seeing is like somebody says they follow you now and they like a tweet that I sent like two years ago. I've gotten a couple of those recently. And I noticed it seems like even though I have fewer followers on Instagram, I get more likes on stuff. Like you posted a, a preview for this show on Instagram. Right. Mm-hmm. Got a bunch of likes, mm-hmm. more so than on X. Yeah. So I wonder if there's something behind that. Like I, he wants to incentivize yeah. things, you yeah. know. I, 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 have, I have no idea. But then again, even, even with Instagram, you get people liking you. And what you'll see is you'll see like a woman's name underlined and like five numbers. And, and she's and, either naked or trying to sell you something. And, right? and, and, she, and, and you know, this account likes like 20 of the things that you've posted on Instagram, which, yeah. you know, nobody goes through and just like, oh, like, 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 like. I've even found people that uh, want to sell you crypto. Yeah. They follow oh, you because they want to sell you crypto. I get a bunch of those. It's yeah. either that or just like pornography or something. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. Cool. So, yeah. So, I, you know, I'd, I would really like for threads to be better. I'm not on it. I'm on it, and you know what? I for, I forget to post in both places. I wish Threads would be better because I I just I just don't like what Twitter has become. How many total users in Threads? Do you have any idea? I, I have no idea. I'd I'd have to look that it's up. It's interesting. I've actually gotten quite a bit of business and made some great contacts over the years on Twitter. Oh yeah, without I without hate, a doubt. I, I hate that it's. Uh, I've met head coaches before who brought mm-hmm. me in to work with their teams. Mm-hmm. They've seen my stuff on Twitter. Yeah. I, don't, I don't get that as much anymore, though. You know, it's like it's convoluted. I don't know what, what has happened to the algorithms. It's not as good as it used to be, period, the end. That's my, that's my grievance. And I'm going to leave it at one, oh, dear listener, wow. just, just one. Because I had two. Day. But I'll do a minor one quickly and then sort of get into my major one. Is that okay. okay? The minor one is MLG and W. Did you see that in the news today? Our, our illustrious utility company here in Memphis. Mm-hmm. Their rates are that gonna, can barely keep the lights on. Yeah, they're voting today their board, which you know it'll pass unanimously, to raise their rates twelve percent. I don't know any other business that seldomly works like it should, and you can raise the rates. Right. The customer service is abominable. Now, the so, only thing that I would say about that is if they raise the rates and they improve the infrastructure so that the lights don't go off periodically. <laughs> Then maybe I could kind of sort of see it, pay more. If you pay more you and you get more. I didn't see any promise of that. So. <laughs> of course they're not. We'll, we'll cross our fingers No, on they're that. not going to promise that. The other one is this whole house thing. I know I've talked about it a little bit every week, but it's just such an unseemly affair to sell or buy a house. Mm-hmm. It's like buying a car on steroids, I guess, is the way that I would put it. For instance, if someone wants to buy my house and... They pay someone, an inspector, to look at it and do the formal inspection. I have no right to see that inspection. 
and then they might demand because they paid for it. Mm-hmm. So they might demand certain things be fixed in the house, or I compensate them by taking off the price. But I, I, they don't have to let me see that. That's interesting, right? Yeah, yeah. I'd... And the appraisal is another thing too. Typically, I've been told by a lot of realtors that they typically will appraise it for about whatever the purchaser of the house wants it to appraise for. No more, no less. It's just <laughs> such it's such a sham. And all the realtors talk to each other. You don't know who has your best interest. You know, we had to let go our other realtor. And I had nothing against her. Very nice lady. Mm-hmm. Um, and I even told her, I said, it's business. It's not personal. It's been on the market 90 days. Mm-hmm. Why are you doing this to me? I can't believe, you know, I can't stand when people get really emotional like that. It's like dumping a girlfriend. Right. Which I haven't done that in many years. Thank goodness. Or been dumped by one in many years because I've been married. But it, uh, it's just, I finally have one that I really like. Her name for people in the Memphis area, Lee Martin. Really good, like straight to the point, no BS. I highly recommend her. But just the process in general. Mm-hmm. I wish there was a CarMax equivalent. Not that I'm endorsing them, unless they want to sponsor <laughs> us along with Chill Bro Boxers. I wish there was a CarMax equivalent, like no haggling. This is what the house is worth and sign it. It's just, uh, yeah, it's crazy, especially with mortgage rates the way they are now. They've essentially gone up from 2% to about 8% in a a matter of a few months. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's, it, it is, it is a, it is a crazy, crazy situation. Um, And the market that you're dealing with right now is a little different because let's see, hmm, about ten days ago it marked two years in this house. In this house. In this house, yeah. And this this was one where you know if you go back to 2021, I, I was living in an apartment coming out of a divorce, and I, it's like I don't want to live in an apartment. I want to I want to get a place. Um, Remember your old house. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I le- I left that to my ex-wife, and you know got an apartment and. Want, but I, it's like, look, I'm going to go. I went through one NBA season working out of a barely furnished apartment. And I'm like, no. I Divorces can't. are fun, too. I've done that many, many, many years ago. Yeah. Those, are, those are fun. No, they're, they're most definitely we do, we not do fun. do a grievance on that oh. one day. So I don't even want to get <laughs> and, into that. Anyway, let's, anyway, let's, let's, not, let's not get too, up, too far into the weeds because then somebody's going to come back and say, you guys are negative all the time. Yeah, our, our exes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Anywho, back, back, to, back, back to my story, see. Well, this, this house, it was, you, you were to the point where people were paying, you know, twenty, thirty thousand dollars over asking and getting into bidding wars on this. And um, this house came available. And, you know, sometimes if you're looking for a house, you have to be your own best friend. Sometimes the agents are very good at pulling stuff. And then sometimes, you know, you go on Zillow or you look on, you know, whatever, the realtor.com or whatever. You have to be your own best friend to look up stuff. And I, I brought this to the attention of my agent. And I said, hey, this is on the market. Can you get, can we get an appointment today? And literally came in, saw it, had an, wrote an offer like almost immediately. And part of it was, I mean, and you can see the backyard. We look out through, through the windows here from, from the dining area. You see what a great backyard it is. And, and the, the patio is fantastic. And, but I, I mean, I wanted to get out of the apartment. The lease was coming up. And you really had to jump on something 
but that was 2021. Well, it was interesting. Yeah, I think that was part of the issue with the first realtor. Again, she's a lovely lady, and I like her. I'm sure she hates me now, but... <laughs> They went from having not really having to do much to sell houses. People were paying, in some cases, $10,000 or more over oh, at least. the asking price. At least. Yeah. At least. It, it, it got to be in bidding wars. And I was, I was in one that, I, you know, I finally got to the point where what I would do is I would say, okay, for this neighborhood, price per square foot, I'd get all the comps. And it's like, okay, price per square foot. I'm going to, I don't want to get underwater in this mortgage, so I am going to compute a, what I can afford, and B, what I think is justified. And if I was seeing the price getting out of the range, I'm going like, I'm not going to bother with it. There was one other thing that I put an offer on that I didn't, didn't get. This house, even though it was on the market for only one day, there was somebody else that offered on it, but my offer, offer carried the day. Great house, great neighborhood, by the way. Thank you. My, and my real estate agent, it was one of these things that Years ago, when I took the job with the Grizzlies, I was thinking about getting a condominium here because in, in Chicago, that's, that's what you get. You get a condominium. Uh, and I was informed that there are very few condominiums in Memphis, and this was back in, in 2004. I literally walked into a, a cry-like office, and the guy that happened to be there that Sunday afternoon was a delightful retired FedEx guy by the name of Billy Price. Billy's been fantastic, and he's been the type of guy that I can say, hey, I need a plumber. Hey, I need a handyman. And he's like, oh, yeah, call this guy. And um, so my, my experiences have been very, very good with him. But to your point, I, th I think that you have to, you know, you always have to be in a partnership with a real estate agent. You have to, you have to represent your own interests. They're going to represent you. They're going to get paid, of course. They want you, yeah. They don't mind you taking, you know, like not getting a great deal as long as they get their money quickly. Some of them. That's their game. It's not my interest and their interest isn't always the same. Right. But that that's true, I think, of it it's Yeah, it, any it, business. It, yeah, I any mean, any yeah. business. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But yeah, they went from not having to do anything to now, okay, what are you gonna do? What's your strategy? What's your approach? Well, what do you mean? I've got it listed. You gotta do more than list it. And, you know, in their defense, yeah, people are going to look and see what they want online before. So they're probably the last ones to be contacted in the process now. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So there you go. Grievances. That wasn't too salty, I don't think. Could have uh, been worse. Yeah. We'll see if it falls through. If it falls through <laughs> then, in a week or two, then oh, I'm yeah. going to be just like an atomic bomb. So. Re regardless of the underwear. Jeez. Nah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, I, this is always the interesting pivot point of these episodes. We go from airing grievances to, to a mindful moment. And like I said, I've got something that I want to share, but you're going to share from finding your way from so Sharon I'm going to get my bifocals on. One thing I was wondering is I'm putting on my glasses here. I've never, we're the same age. I've never seen you with glasses. Do you wear? I, that, I wear reading glasses. Come on. I think you wear contacts, right? Well, I, I contacts. Is this I, an NBA, like your stylist won't let you wear glasses type of thing? I don't, I don't have a style. No, I, I grew up as a child wearing very thick glasses, so I, I really don't want to. No, I, I, have, I have dual zone um, prescriptions. One eye is for far vision, one is for close vision. But if I'm in a low light situation like a restaurant, I'm trying to read a menu, I'm going to bring readers out. And for as much detail I work putting uh, my charts together for broadcasts, I have to have... Uh, I have to have reading glasses, but for this, I can see the computer fine from here. When you're see. on the air, you're you're good. When I'm, when I'm on the air, if you if if the camera cuts to me while we're on the air and calling the game, you'll see that I've got a pair of readers on my notes. Interesting. Yeah, because I because I, I got to see my notes. Yeah. So yeah, this little book. Uh, there's a great little quote I would love to 
read to you listeners from Sharon Salzberg. Again, the, the title of the book is Finding Your Way, Meditations, Thoughts, and Wisdom for Living an Authentic Life. Sharon is the author of Real Happiness. She sort of came up with the Western version of the concept of like self-compassion or meta, mm -hmm. meta meditation where, you know, everybody thinks if we have self-love or self-compassion, uh, it's lavish or selfish. That's how we were raised. That's how we were raised. Our generation. But that's not true. You, you were raised Jewish. I was raised Catholic. We're, we're all, all about yeah, we it. We got a whole, that explains the podcast. <laughs> we have the guilt and the shame covered here. But that's not true. If we can't take care of ourselves and sort of nourish ourselves first, emotionally and mentally, we're, we're no good to the ones around us. It's the oxygen mask falling in the airplane metaphor. You've got to breathe first. Mm -hmm. Before so you speak. put the mask yeah. on anybody else. So let me read this little passage from True Acceptance, and then okay. we can unpack it a little bit. So it says, I used to think heal healing meant ridding the body and the heart of anything that hurt. It meant putting your pain behind you, leaving it in the past. But I'm learning that's not how it works. Healing is figuring out how to coexist with the pain that will always live inside of you without pretending it isn't there or allowing it to hijack your day. It is learning to confront ghosts and carry what lingers. It's learning to embrace the people I love now instead of protecting against a future in which I am gutted by their loss. And the name of a lady that she took the quote from is, I'm going to butcher her name, Salika Jaquad from Between Two Kingdoms. Okay. So I think that's really profound. Mm -hmm. If we think about it, like we talked about a couple episodes ago, pain is inevitable. Mm -hmm. It's not about trying to sort of insulate ourselves in bubble wrap where the pain doesn't get to us because it's going to happen. It's not about being a masochist and loving the pain either. It's about just accepting what is and what's inevitable and learning how to deal with that pain and mm -hmm. finding that nuance in it. So Yeah. I, I find that interesting because years ago, I was, I was many years ago, I was dealing with a really tough time, and I, I was talking to a, a guy who was a sports psychologist that played football at SMU. And as I was going through this very difficult time, he said, let me give you an example from my own experience. He said, I'm playing football at SMU. Death penalty? Is that... <laughs> Was that what it was? See, you had to derail the story. Sorry, man. I got excited. Let's see, you want to rewind and edit? I'm sorry, man. <laughs> and he, he blows out his knee. And he said for the longest time, he even in the heat of Dallas, he would wear jeans. He, he didn't want anybody to see the scar. And it took him quite a while to finally be able to be comfortable with wearing shorts. And he, was, he said he became proud of the scar. Not that he became a great football player again, but that, okay, this, this is part of who I am. I blew out my knee. This is a scar. I used to be ashamed of the pain. I used to be ashamed of this injury. But now it's a part of who I am. And to be able to express that and to accept that about yourself and to understand, okay, this is now part of me. And all of us, particularly for guys in our 50s like us, We've accumulated a ton of scars. Now, we were talking about our aches, our physical aches and pains before we went on. Right, right. right. I mean, you you know, you've got knees. I've 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 got a bad back. But I mean, 
the, the, the psychological scars that we have accumulated through the years, whether it's failed relationships or failed job opportunities or whatever, and in the moment, you become very ashamed of those. I'm not going to say that I'm proud of broken relationships. I'm, I'm certainly not. But you realize that this exists in some way if you can process it properly, that it can put you forward, that you can grow from it, that these injuries, these different things that happen to you, they, they are not fatal. But if you, like I said, process them in the right way, they can take you forward in ways that maybe you weren't going to be going forward before. It goes back to what we talked about a couple episodes ago with the growth mindset. If mm -hmm. you learn from it, it's not a wasted experience. Right, right. And I think every experience that you have, you need to try to learn from it. And in the moment when something goes horribly, horribly sideways, you're not liable to think, aha, there's a lesson in this. It's, no, you it, got to feel what you feel. Like she's saying, you, there's no right or wrong way to grieve. Well, let me, let me change that a little bit. The wrong way is not to feel what you feel, not to allow yourself to feel what you feel. It's the whole thing about being authentic. Yeah. And that, that to me is, is the most important thing. And if you're not going to be authentic, if, if you're lying to yourself, what are you doing to other people? If you're ignoring it or trying to stuff it down, it's just going to come out sideways at some point. It's not healthy. No. And stuff coming out sideways is, is always the wrong way. So that guy was not on the team that the NCAA gave the no, death penalty no, to. No, okay. No. My bad. You got me fired up. I was I got you fired trying up to impress people with my limited American football knowledge. <laughs> no, no. But uh, yeah, one of the one of the most talented sports psychologists I'd ever been around, and and, and a great friend. I find a lot of those guys that I've worked with, because I've worked with a ton of sports psychologists working with all these teams I have over the years. A lot of them have been through it, and that's why they got into it. Yeah, you know? yeah, they're they're more they they've experienced the injuries and the mm -hmm. losses, and it's not theoretical for them. It's 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 been very very real. I want to jump on what you talked about in the last episode about blue zones. Okay, and the Japanese concept of having these social networks that were established in childhood and, and people are living so much longer. And, and I think Moais. Moais, yeah. And uh, saw one study that loneliness can take up to eight years off your life, which if that doesn't come pull you up short, I, I don't know what will. And I had the experience this weekend where it was a bad weekend. Uh, I had something in my extended family that troubled me deeply. Um, one of the most, if not the most important person in my life, her mother had fallen. Uh, her mother is 89 years old. There was some fear that her mother would not survive. That hurt me deeply, concerned me deeply, brought me back to thinking of my own mother's passing in, in 2020. And this it so happens that October the 19th will be the 29th anniversary of my father dying. So all this stuff is kind of heaped on me over this weekend where I have this, this incredibly, incredibly bad back pain. And, you know, you really, really get into a very, very dark mental space. And it was not pleasant. And, um, you know, I wanted to go to the symphony on Sunday afternoon. I was changing out of my leisure clothes. I just wanted to put something nice on to go. And my back was just killing me. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't walk. So I was not going to go to the symphony. So that further enhanced my bad mood. And finally, on Monday morning, you know, and after, so I, I spent the rest of Sunday under a blanket watching really, really crappy NFL football. 
<laughs> because the Titans are not very good. Um, and the other game I was watching wasn't, wasn't very compelling either. And finally, Monday morning, I said, you know what? I'm going to reach out to a dear friend of mine who we have a number of common experiences, not shared experiences, but similar experiences through the course of our life. And uh, he said, hey, I'm always there for you. I'll always listen to you. And so I just typed out a real long email to him. And I said, okay, I know you didn't ask for this, but here, you're going to get this anyway. And I lined out all the different things that were going on, whether it was, you know, um, my most important person's mother being very, very sick, perhaps in her last days. Thankfully, she's doing better now. God willing, she'll, uh, she'll still be with us for a while. You know, my, my extended family situation, my back pain, other stuff that was going on. And I, I, just, I just typed out this long email, and I hit send, and I felt so much better. Now, granted, he, he came back within a couple of hours, and he came back with some philosophical suggestions. He, he came said, back with some— Who is this? No, <laughs> new, new phone, who dis? Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, he came back with some practical suggestions about back pain because he, he suffers from it as well. And then some other uh, suggestions, other thoughts, other philosophies about the other things I was going through. And it just underscored for me, and what I would say to our listeners, particularly our male listeners, because as men were brought up with— Big boys don't cry. You internalize everything. And, and certainly being brought up in, in, Green, in the vicinity of Green Bay, Wisconsin, in the Vince Lombardi era, you know. It's the myth of mis- masculinity. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the, it, it. yeah, it's the myth of masculinity. And what I, w- what I would just say to, to our listeners, particularly our male listeners, is that if you need to, you reach out to somebody. Um, because there is a lot to the whole social networking thing. And I, I've said this to you and I've said this to others before. They say, well, how do you like your off season? I said, off season is great. You know, got to go to Ireland this year, New York, uh, Joshua Tree National Park, had a lot of fun, did a lot of cool things. But we totally lose our social network of the Memphis Grizzlies, director, producer, graphics, replay, Brevin, Fish, you know, and, and then all the rest of the basketball team. We lose all that after the last game of the season. And so you spend the entire summer, and you really don't you, – I, I don't have that same type of network. And so that, that makes it very hard. And so I would, I would, just, um, I would just endorse what, what you were saying as far as, you know, the, the social networks. And it's so important. I, I have friends who I text, one in particular, my buddy Sanford in Atlanta who used to live here my oldest friend in the world, we probably text each other 20 times a day. It's just, it's, it's not the same as in person, but it's helpful. It's a, it's knowing that you always have those people that you can count on. They're always going to answer back and you enjoy uh, conversing with them. Yeah. You know, it's instead of just, you know, we're taught as young men or boys, suck it up, rub some dirt on it, shave it and tape it. Don't be a wuss. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Now we're starting to see sort of the emotional disadvantages of having that mindset. Yeah. Doesn't mean that we're soft, that we need other people. We're wired to be social beings, you know? Yeah. And unfortunately, social media and some of the things that we have going on now well, you're called tend, like, tend to separate yeah, us more than yeah. they tend to pull us together. You have this fake, toxic male masculinity, people like Andrew Tate and they call you a cuck or whatever it is. I don't even know what, like, you're soft, this, that. Be quiet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, agreed, agreed. 
Okay, so out of our mindful moment, um, we're going to wrap up episode 10 here in a little bit. What, what you got going on going forward? You're, you're going to start heading into basketball yeah. season. No, 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 uh, no tales from the airlines because neither of us got on an airplane this last week. Next, the end of next week, I'll be flying to New Orleans. I'm really excited. I'm giving the keynote address for the Mid-South Sign Association. It's being held at one of my favorite hotels in the entire world, the Monteleone. Oh, nice. Very nice with the carousel bar mm-hmm. that moves. I might get a Pimps cup or two. We'll okay. see. Uh, I'll give that keynote. I think I'll leave next Thursday, give that keynote Friday. Then I'll fly late night to Siena College in upstate New York. Been there. Albany's an underrated city. Mm-hmm. Really clean, good town, nice people, good food. I'll work with them until Sunday. I'll fly back late Sunday night to Memphis. So I'll have some tales from the friendly skies. Okay. Well, I'll have tales uh, from the from the Grizzlies because you're flying charter <laughs> with millionaires. Yeah. I what know. kind of tales can you have? You never you know. Like, you never know. I, I, I didn't say it had to be necessarily about flying. It didn't have to be bad tales either. Right? No, no, no. But I mean, we we have had situations where we've had we've had mechanical issues. We're, yeah, that would be a good. We 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 fly story. we fly Delta flies I think about twelve or thirteen seven fifty sevens, which have been reconfigured in what they call their VIP configuration. So it only holds like seventy five people. Normally a, a seven fifty seven holds about one hundred and sixty, but still these planes and I I, I was I, I saw a posting like seven fifty sevens came out in service in the eighties, so these planes are thirty plus years old. So from time to time, things are going to break. So hopefully we had a couple of those last year. Hopefully we won't this year. Um, Question. I've yes. been on small private jets before, mm-hmm. like six people, eight right, people. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Never one with the team. Believe it or not, they make me fly commercial, all these teams I work with. <laughs> really? Do you have flight attendants? Oh, yeah. On Interesting. And let's say someone like John Moran or Steven Adams has their music on with no earbuds. Is someone going to say something? His to, t- their their teammates or? certainly would. We're, okay. Yeah. So there's some self policing amongst. Yeah, the there, there's guys. some self policing, and the yeah we have we have full staff of flight attendants. I think there are at least four. Wow. And um, because there there is food service. Good food usually is it the same type as like first class on a commercial airlines. Usually the the team chef travels with us, and she has catered from a local Memphis restaurant. So it's it's not gate gourmet. Oh, or it's warming it back. Anything up like that? Yeah. yeah. So. Um, or, or, or when when we're on the road, it's it's always from a local restaurant. Like if we're in Oklahoma City, it's going to be steaks from Mickey Mantles. Um, you know, it, it's and and they do a very good job of rotating. One night it could be Asian. One night it could be Cajun. It could be players ever complain like if it's not the type of food they like. No, because there there are enough options. There's always steak, chicken, fish, vegetarian. And if guys have certain dietary restrictions, always have a special meal made for them. So there, there isn't any of that. But, yeah, we do have flight attendants. They're typically more senior flight attendants. Uh, we've got flight attendants that all they do are flying um, international flights. Uh, a number of our uh, flight attendants also fly charter with NFL teams. So I've, I've gotten to know some of, the, some of the flight attendants that fly the Packers, for example. God, that'd be a lot of food, wouldn't it, for those big guys? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're great. And a number of them, before Memphis got dehubbed, there was actually a, um, a center for flight attendants. And a lot of them lived here. And so we got to know quite a few of them. Uh, of course, now they've kind of dispersed some of them and moved to Atlanta or Minneapolis or whatever or to the other um, 
to the other hubs. But yeah, in fact, many times we, we know them and, uh, and we become friendly with them and say, hey, Olivia, how you doing? Hey, Judy, how you doing? And yeah, so that's, that's, that's kind of cool. cool. But um, no, I mean, and, and you do hear from them. They'll say, you know, Team X, oh my Lord, either they like ordered way too much food or they didn't order enough food. Oh, they order or, it in advance, the player's pick? or do you, No, 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 just, no, the, okay. the, the, team, the team orders. Gotcha. But sometimes, you know, they order way too much. And, mm. Because the other thing too is when we're on the road, Game's over, player shower. There's a buffet in the locker room. So they can eat out of the locker room. And do, then, do most? or Yeah, most of them do. Yeah, because, I mean, after a game, man, you're really hungry. So they'll maybe make themselves a plate in the locker room. They may eat on the bus to the airport. They may carry the, the styrofoam container on the plane. And then there's more food on the plane. So you could basically eat twice. But from what I've heard from, from our flight attendants, the Grizzlies are, are, are pretty well behaved. Good. You know, some guys will play cards. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember last year, Stephen Adams and a bunch of guys were playing board games like Risk. <laughs> you know, it's just a, it just depends what uh, what what the teams are all about. But in any event, getting back to getting back to my story, see. Um, so tonight, actually, I am going to MC an event for season ticket holders at Old Dominic's. Very cool. And I'm going to get to interview Taylor Jenkins, which I do very frequently. But I'll get to interview Stephen Adams, which I get to do very infrequently. And thankfully, we will not be on the air. So if Steven decides to, to cuss... Is he a rugby guy? Do you know? Uh, wouldn't surprise me if he were. Could Australian ask, rules you football. You ask him about that. I'll, I'll ask I'll him. I'll give you that one free, okay. Pete. Uh, okay. That's any more I'm going to have to charge you. <laughs> I'll, uh, so, so we're doing that. Um, Grizzlies preseason game is Friday in Milwaukee. We will not be televising that. But uh, you can still watch it on Bally Sports Southeast. It'll be the Milwaukee Bucks feed. So it'll be their announcers. Um, and then... Next Wednesday, Grizzlies, Pelicans, home opener. Wow. So we'll probably have another episode be- before that. So, and then uh, we'll have to really get creative, squeezing in times to record, you yeah. know, on, depending on our schedules. Well, the other thing we need to talk about, too, is Memphis 901 FC, home playoff match Saturday at 530 at AutoZone Park, playing Louisville City, a four-versus-five matchup in Louisville City. They've uh, they are, have some very very experienced postseason football players, so that is going to be a big challenge. But hopefully, people will go to AutoZone Park, support the boys, and um, be out there. That would be that'd be fantastic. Would love to see them advance to the next round of the playoffs. So I will see you at the brass door. Brass Sen- door, tentatively Saturday, okay. eleven thirty. So Saturday at eleven thirty, I may just shoot. I may just stay downtown then and go to AutoZone Park. There you go. May just yes, make an afternoon. Now, on save the, me a seat. Now, on the other hand, I, I can't be drinking at at Brass Door if I got to call a soccer match that night. I, it's eleven thirty. You got all kinds of time to sober up, Mister Pranica. Well, it's eleven. You'll have your usual one Guinness. One Guinness. You'll be good. I think one Guinness. One. Guinness. Okay, that that's the limit. One Guinness. All right. Speaking of limits, I think we've reached our limit of uh, episode ten of Live a Little, this crazy little podcast about everything and nothing. He's Greg Graber on Pete Pranic. I hope that you enjoyed it. Again, you can find us on iTunes. You can find us on Spotify, Amazon Music, pretty much anywhere you can download your podcast. Please do rate, review. It is of a massive assistance to us, and we appreciate all of you. I think we're uh, we're zeroing in on five hundred total downloads, and we appreciate each and every one of them. Uh, live a little has come to you direct from the global empire 
the world galactic headquarters of Pranica Media in East Memphis. We don't have a producer. We don't have an editor. We don't have any consultants. We do it all ourselves. I'm Pete Pranica. He's Greg Graber. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah, cheers. Cheers.